so glad that the thrill of gambling does not consume me. I thought about that Michael Jordan meme where he's like, but that's you because you never won anything. <laughs> like I mean, that, hey, that gambling thrill, when you see money and chips coming your way, that shit, I'd have done a lot of experiment with a lot of shit. Yeah. That gambling thrill, when you win it, is some shit. I wonder. Bro. I, know, I feel like I would be the type of person that's like, this shit ain't gonna happen twice. When it happened twice, though, you like, oh, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just gambling in general doesn't excite me. So it, I, I, um, the the number one rule with gambling is never take more or gamble more than more than you're afraid to lose. If I go to a casino, I got a set amount. If I lose it, I already knew I was going to lose it. Mm-hmm. Usually, I, I end up like breaking even because I'll pull back and be like, no, nah, I ain't got luck on my side. Let me go switch games and go do some other shit. But I'm not one of those. I don't like bet during like, it's motherfuckers that be betting on everything. Yeah. I ain't never been one of them niggas. No. So it's always in perspective with me. If I go to the casino, yeah, I'm going to have fun. I ain't expecting to walk out with thousands of dollars. The economy already eating my dollars up. I just can't imagine. I, right. It's like just throwing it away over some games. I'm losing <laughs> in the game of life right now. <laughs> I don't need to add no qualifiers to this fucking shit. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, that's you. Because you never <laughs> want it. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. That's no problem. It ain't no problem. It ain't no problem. <laughs> The funniest shit about gambling is it's the one addiction that I will fully make jokes about because it's like I get it. I get understanding the addiction of gambling, Mm. but like Michael Jordan gambling memes are the funniest shit in the world because I know that that nigga be betting millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Like they say he was getting invested. It's a theory that he was getting investigated by the NBA for gambling. And that's why he took a step away from the NBA for that break. And that's when his dad died. It's a conspiracy theory that his dad died because of his gambling debts. Oh, damn. See, that's another reason. Motherfuckers do not play about their money in these bets. Now, I don't know... I feel like James Jordan was killed by a random act of violence because people killed him and they stole his car and went joyriding. But people have always had the theory that David Stern told Michael Jordan that he had to take a step away. So that's why he left for those two years to play baseball. Michael Jordan always says he went to play baseball because that's what that was his dad's favorite sport. And he always wanted him to be a two sport athlete. Mm-hmm. Either could be true. Because, like, at the time, that was the time of Dion playing baseball and football at the same time. And it was also right after Bo Jackson had done the same thing. So I think, I believe that Michael Jordan was just trying to cement himself as the greatest athlete of all time. But that other theory is always out there. This first part of this podcast could be all over the place. Oh, I did um, 
I did get a chance to watch some of the Chris Rock shit while I was in my sister's house. And let me tell you something. I didn't laugh. I haven't watched it because I I did not laugh. I love Chris Rock too. You know that. I like he's outside of Chappelle, he's my favorite comedian ever. But yeah. I mean, it happens. Sometimes he fall off. I also feel like he felt he had to talk about the Will Smith shit. A lot of people also were treating that shit all the way weird where they were like, why is he still talking about this? We're like, if Netflix paid me $40 million, you damn right I'm going to talk about when I got embarrassed in front of uh, millions of people on live TV. People, black people, especially like on Twitter and shit, have decided that Chris Rock is just a lame ass nigga. I cannot disagree. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, okay, I'm not going to say he's he's just a lame ass nigga because he has done a lot for the culture. Um, Been a lot of iconic black movies and such. And his stand-ups are, his 90s run is iconic. Like he he was that nigga. He, yeah, he he definitely had his his run, but just last stand up, it was so underwhelming and just like I don't know. I just kept waiting for him to amp up and get to the funny part, and it just never got there. It, if it, everything he talked about for one just felt like dated like everybody else has already talked about everything you're talking about you're not really talking about it in in any kind of like nuanced way yeah i don't know the way he was pacing back and forth kind of which i know like when you're a comedian well every comedian is different but i get like stage presence but he got out there and started pacing but that's his like signature he's always done that i don't know why it was different this time one thing i have seen other comedians talk about um everybody knows i'm a stand-up nerd but look uh one thing i have seen other comedians talk about is he did that shit live most comedy specials are not done live they may appear to be done live but usually that person has recorded in the exact same outfit two or three times Mm. and they just cut it together to make it look like it's one night Mm -hmm. all the greats have done that richard Pryor, eddie murphy dave chappelle everybody so for him to do it live even where he messed up that one joke where he was trying to talk about uh emancipation but he kept saying no he's trying to talk about concussion but he kept saying emancipation oh my god yeah like those are one of those things to wear yeah i don't even know if i got that far because i doze off i i will say i don't trust black twitter's opinion of stand-up at all though i will say that 
because people were saying people these are the same people that were like chris chris rock was never funny get the fuck out of here you're fucking full of shit but those are the same people that be saying kevin hart was never funny and we will not rewrite rewrite kevin hart shit when kevin hart was like coming up every black person was quoting kevin hart Mm-hmm. You wanna go night night, nigga? Wanna go night night, nigga? Nigga, help me, nigga, <laughs> help me. <laughs> Pill his motherfucking muffin cap back blue. So uh, I guess it's like, I guess we're just being conditioned after all of the. Uh, I don't really know how to say it, but social media exposure. Just when they go through shit because we have so much access to all of their personal lives. I think that it's definitely um, puts us in a mindset, I guess, to, I don't want to say enjoy them less, but I think it puts more pressure on them for yeah. the viewers. And I don't, I don't know if it was, if that was the case for me or not. Like when I saw it, I I watched it intentionally. Like I was scrolling on Netflix and I was trying to find something to watch and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna watch the Chris Rock shit. Like I didn't I didn't just it didn't just pop up. Like I searched for it. Um because I was on my sister, so it wasn't in her like yeah. algorithm or whatever. And I was like, ooh, I'm gonna watch the Chris Rock shit. And I was really expecting it to be like really funny, but I just couldn't I couldn't get into it. And I don't know if it was because I was just anticipating him talking about the Oscar shit. Um, But I watched it for a solid 45 minutes to an hour, I would say. And I maybe let off two light chuckles. Yeah. And then I turned it off. I still haven't watched the full thing. I'm like, I'll watch it eventually. Um, comedy is in a weird place now because to me the best stand up of last year was Gerard Carmichael's Rothaniel and a lot of people were like but it's not funny it's not black comedy and black stand up is a little bit different from the art of stand up and I feel like some audiences that uh, some black people, even with black comedians, sometimes they don't. How do I say that? If it's not bust your gut, laugh to you are crying, then they think it's not funny. Mm. But humor doesn't necessarily complex. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean ha, ha 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 ha. Yeah. I feel like we're funny yeah. on the podcast. True. But it's not always like LOL. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> sometimes like me and Thomas talked about this on the on when we recorded, which might be out before, like by the time y'all listen to this. But he like I was talking about like on TikTok. I had uploaded uh, a clip of when you were talking about something and they flagged it and they took it down. 
Cause you like we said nigga once. Mm-hmm. It, it was like keep the faith, nigga. Mm-hmm. That's why I posted on IG because it wouldn't post on uh, on TikTok, which we'll talk about that later. Um, and me and Thomas was like, like I was like, bro, when Kim get on a run, she be killing it because it, it be funny as shit. <laughs> and it's like it's because like to me, I feel like your comedic timing is what makes it like even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I just say random ass words <laughs> yeah. that like people will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but when you be in the zone, it's like nobody is funnier than you. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm just like, God damn, that motherfucker is going. <laughs> it is true. It's like a fucking switch flips. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, around Christmas when it was like they'll send me no car thing that's the fun that's <laughs> that's one of the funniest clips I've ever clipped cause you were going in and then even TikTok was blowing up of it. it was like nah this nigga was in the zone <laughs> and I just took a step back that whole fucking clip I'm like nah I can't compete with this shit <laughs> but you be going and oh, it be man. like but then like some of like I label all our episodes comedy even though some of it ain't comedy. Yeah. It's, it's because we'll say, even if we're talking about serious things, we'll talk about something that is humorous in the way that we deliver it. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't think people understand that about comedy. That it's not just like, they gonna say some wild shit. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like, no, sometimes the delivery of even the simplest thing could be hilarious. Like, I can't remember what, like on, the episode I just edited it with Thomas, I said something about like uh, recklessly bling blinging, and he was like, "That's an insane fucking thing to say." <laughs> <laughs> or like, it's just funny, but like, I get, I think people, some people get it, and then some people don't get it. Yeah, but that's comedy. Mm-hmm. But like, comedy is art. It, yeah, and it's not always ah, like I feel like sometimes it's comedians that could kill in a black audience. Like I feel like if I did stand up, I don't know if I would kill in a black audience. Mm-hmm. I might kill in a mixed race audience. But then I just might rub my people the wrong way. You want another one? That's one brewery I've never been to because it's in Coleman. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> it's like, I love beer, but I love living way more than that. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I just be thinking about it. Like, uh, like in the other episode, we were also talking about like at um my brother's wedding, how my best man speech. Like, I cut this part out. I was like, that's the greatest best man speech ever. <laughs> and then Angie had asked me, she was like, uh, do you still have the speech? How it was written? I was like, I didn't write that speech. I wrote it in my head every day in the shower for a year. So I was telling Thomas that and he was like so even like the pauses where you waited for the audience to react you were like that was all planned i was like yeah he's like that's fucking genius i was like 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've what I've thought about being a stand up since I was like fifteen. You know, I wonder if that's like um, if like having a stand up bit is um, I don't want to say intrusive thought, but like common for most people. Because I feel like I used to kind of pretend that I had stand-up bits. I don't think it is, but I think that's why you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the way, like, I think the way your brain works makes it to where you can find humor. Like, even, like, we both be saying some dark-ass shit, and it'd be <laughs> funny as fuck. <laughs> My shit be so random, though, I feel like. Like, I literally was teaching people how to say espresso. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how not to say espresso, rather. Espresso. (laughs) You know what's so funny, though? It's like that uh, Christmas card episode. (laughs) That same week, my boss came to me. She was asking me for my address so she could send me a Christmas card. (laughs) I said, "Mm, you got to listen to my podcast. (laughs) I said, I hadn't already talked about this on my podcast this week. <laughs> she was like, what? You don't want a Christmas card? I'm no. Like, <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do with it, Joey? What do, you, what do you want me to do with it? Put it on my refrigerator? I'm not going to put your family on my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put your white ass family, all your three dogs on my refrigerator for what? I don't even have myself. I have pictures of myself around my house. <laughs> You think I'm gonna hang your family up somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) And then if I don't, what am I supposed to do? Just put it in a drawer? No. The funniest part about that is Angie and my brother sent a Christmas card right after that, and Doug and his wife sent me a Christmas card after that. And I put both of them on my refrigerator. But I was like, the whole time I was just dying laughing because I'm like, this nigga killed. (laughs) Said, fuck all that. But see, you have memories on your refrigerator, though. Yeah. You know, that's that's a thing that you do. And that's a thing that, that some people do. Not in the Kim Johnson household. As for not. her and her household, don't send her no goddamn car. It's just not for me. If I don't have my own family hanging up in my house, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to put yours on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. The funniest rants I feel like you've gone on is the Christmas card one. The one where you were talking about Nancy Pelosi and them wearing the uh the Kofi I mean <laughs> wearing the uh Kente cloth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the funniest part to me about that one is you were like in the foyer of the <laughs> <laughs> I said the four-year of Congress <laughs> is the blackest shit I've ever heard. But was I wrong? Oh, no, that's what's so funny about it. Because <laughs> only a nigga would describe the outside of Congress as a four-year. <laughs> oh, shit. But I wasn't wrong, though. That's no. why it's funny, because I was not wrong. Bro, hey. <laughs> Nah, like that's why I be telling people like, nah, bro, Kim funnier to me. That's that motherfucker when she in her bag, she funnier than anybody in the fucking world. Well, I hope other people realize my funny. 
<laughs> I, think, I think I'm pretty funny. Agree that you're funny. Can't nobody tell you shit. They agree that I'm funny. Yeah. Oh shit. I didn't on, know that. On the milk allegations <laughs> podcast. He's like, no, you are funny. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. It, it's that one part that we had to edit out that I feel like <laughs> is the funniest thing I've ever said <laughs> when I was talking about uh laughing niggas out their draws <laughs> and some nasty business. <laughs> 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 Them Thomas episodes be something else, I tell you. Bro, look, I'm going to tell y'all now. Look, I had an episode with my brother and my sister-in-law, which is going to take weeks to edit. I'm just putting that on the back burner. None of that is time sensitive. But that Thomas episode, I was I had to edit some shit out. I'm like, this nigga is wild as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Like some of the shit I did out was hilarious, but I was like, "Bro, this shit get us in trouble." It's always the good stuff we gotta let go of. If we, if we really were just being like, "Nah, fuck it," I feel like we had the best podcast in the fucking world. <laughs> I feel like at one point we just have to put out a three-hour-long episode of all the edited clips. And it's just going to have to be called, nah, fuck it. And, like, <laughs> it's going to be like, nah, y'all are hilarious. <laughs> Wasabi be busted, I do feel like it's still probably our best episode. Yeah. Just because we, like, bruh. It, if y'all could hear, like, that session was five hours long. <laughs> if y'all heard all the crazy shit we were talking about... If like it would be no like nah these the best they the best <laughs> we the goats <laughs> hey <laughs> yo mother <laughs> look the other oh. thing is motherfuckers better be glad we got morals if we didn't give a fuck man we would be out here flaming everybody bro but honestly like. I feel like people would fuck with it. I know it would. It, people would be mad, but then people would start hate listening. I know, and then it's like, yeah, <laughs> they would could be the motherfuckers you hate because everybody love listening to a podcast they hate. Yeah, that's or, why. Or listening to a podcast to be able to talk shit about it. Like, like <clears throat> I was talking to Thomas because he was like, the shit that they do, like on TikTok, like their shit be blowing up. Yeah. And then I, he was like, I be feeling like we be pulling back. I'm like, bro, that's the lane. Like, that's that. He got crossover appeal the way they be setting their podcast up. Mm. But like I was telling him, I was like, I feel like community guidelines that got me on TikTok at least three times. Which is so crazy because a lot of shit be flying on TikTok. Pete, I think it's people hate listen it's people that were in my contacts that were probably mm, submitting reporting it and then like he was like I just find it crazy that y'all got enemies I'm like bro you don't understand motherfuckers be in they feelings oh yeah when we first started niggas woo they was mad at us 
Bro, it's people we went to high school with. They were like, "You can't listen to Jim to a Juice and Kim's podcast. They're they racist." Was, they was mad at Jimmy and Juicy and Kimmy. They was mad. They was big mad. I feel like though we we gotta let one off and then really back in. <laughs> we do need like we, one old school episode. We need one like catch up episode, and they be like, "All right, we back. We ain't talking shit no more." <laughs> hey. That's when we were in our bag when we were talking reckless ass shit. Yeah. Cause that's when I used to tell you, like, nah, bro, fuck them people. I know they'll be alright. <laughs> say what you want to say. Say it with your chest. I remember I would pull back and you'd be like, nah, nigga, that ain't it. Let it fly. Let it fly. And then I'm like, now I'll be like playing that shit so fucking safe. That's the craziest thing, like. People still be thinking we be saying wild shit. Y'all niggas don't understand the real wild shit we be saying. But nah, bro, I don't know if we could put this. If we were full-time content creators, we would have the greatest podcast of all time. Oh, yeah. This shit. Hey. We dope as fuck. <laughs> don't give me. Like, I be having to tell myself, like, if I don't like. Uh. Like so, as of right now, I have three episodes that I have not edited, it. and I'm 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 trying. Yeah, but like, bruh, <clears throat> trying to do right and make you like, I be second guessing myself, and I'm trying to get better at that because sometimes it's just like, man, you can't appease everybody. That's the phase in my life I'm at realizing that somebody's always going to be offended no matter what the fuck I do and sometimes like and I guess that's what you were trying to tell me all them times Mm -hmm. somebody's always going to be mad but it's just I I, alright this is a peek behind the curtain I'll be I am a people pleaser yeah and I, I feel like most people are to an extent yeah for me, my anxiety and uh, my depression makes it to where even things like this, I be wanting people. I do feel like for the most part, we come across as honest, but not mean. I don't feel like we're mean or anything. We don't punch down. We always punch up. Yeah. But for me, I'm just like, it's just hyper aware of everything. Like I try to make sure I check myself as a man, but also make sure that I'm fighting against white supremacy and other things Mm -hmm. or homophobia, things like that. Mm hmm. So it's complex. To be a content creator is complex. It is, especially especially podcast-wise, because I think of, in order to have a podcast, you got to have people on it that have a certain type of chemistry. And when you have a certain type of chemistry, you also have to realize that most of the time, even though we do have like planned out segments and you know, topics or whatever. But when people have chemistry, you have to understand that it's just people in the room chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? Like 
we can't always have the hat on. Yeah. Or else would it really be it's not a creative. release? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it, yeah, the, at that point it's not creative anymore. And we wouldn't actually have personalities. And at the end of the day, I struggled with this in the beginning of being like, do I feel like I'm an artist? And I feel like I am. But some people won't appreciate this as art. But I feel like if you listen to our podcast and you listen to some of these motherfuckers just be trying to go viral talking about like, oh, um, men should pay for all the bills and all the shit. Like, nigga, man, we ain't doing that shit. But from the jump, when we both decided to take the plunge, we were like, we ain't going to be just arguing with each other. We ain't going to be doing none of this shit. It's not going to be no men versus women shit. And I feel like we've balanced that perfectly mm-hmm. to where even when we're in some places, we're like, you know, I would be in some places and be like, man, fuck women. <laughs> <laughs> and you in places and be like, man, fuck these niggas. I feel like we approached it enough as we're both human beings living a human experience and we're going to talk about stuff. Even this, the shit we disagree on, which I, I do remember when we first started, motherfuckers thought we agreed too much. Yeah. And they thought like we were pandering to each other. <laughs> and it wasn't that. It was just. It's just who we are. I'm eight days older than you. Yeah. We. We grew up together. Right. Like the similarities are way more than differences. Right. And I respect you as a human and you respect me as a human. So that's like, I'm not, how would I look coming on here? Like talking to you a reckless ass fucking way when you're my best friend. Mm hmm. Motherfuckers be thinking that like it's all some first take shit where you just say some wild shit to your co-host. Like, no, I, I love this person. Why would the fuck would I yeah, try to be... go out of my way to embarrass or do anything? Yeah. Like, I really respect the person in front of me. And I guess a lot of people don't. A lot of people. Be... <sighs> we doing this shit for the art. It's not. It ain't for the money. Ain't no fucking money in this shit. The designs we came up with are fucking genius. But <laughs> that's just some shit. Just us both flexing our fucking that part of our our brains. I think people have gotten used to hot takes and recklessness and like even the people who start off like us and they're just being themselves and having genuine conversations, I think <clears throat> I think people really get addicted to um being controversial. Like I really I feel like there's always a thing that somebody says that like turns the media up yeah. and then they get addicted to that like attention and interaction and then they just start going that route versus just be it in their natural element like then it just becomes like scripted and forced like oh I gotta come in here and say some reckless shit because I know this is gonna get everybody talking yeah. but it's like but is that what you want people talking about though like 
Yeah. I much rather have the the few listeners we have, which is, which is not few, but I mean, the dedicated listeners we have that can't wait for us to put a, a podcast out than to have people that just want to hear a black man talk reckless to a black woman across from yeah. For one, they ain't never gonna happen on this fucking podcast. This ain't the Breakfast Club. No. <laughs> this but, ain't fresh and fit. No. And if any of y'all niggas talk shit about the nigga in front of me, I'm fighting the fuck out of you. I don't give a fuck who I look, I have cut friends off for this nigga. I don't give a fuck who the fuck you are. Period. Like that shit ain't gonna fucking happen, nigga. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, fuck, fuck, just out here, fuck being out here, just trying to get people. I, I just feel like if you have to do that, like that means you don't trust your own brand. That means you don't trust your own possibility of success. You don't trust your talent or your ability to communicate. So, what the fuck are you doing as a podcaster? Even down to the video shit, if we put the video out, we'd be bigger. Because both of our facial expressions are fucking hilarious. <laughs> and that is why we be laughing and kiki the whole time. Cause and, and the people be asking for it. <laughs> they asking. The people be asking, have you ever thought about doing videos? Y'all need to go on YouTube. Yes, we thought about it. Yep. We and it's gonna happen. It. It's gonna happen. True. But also... Part of me feels like you can get away with a lot more stuff if you do an audio podcast. You can say reckless ass shit a little bit more if you're on an audio podcast because people would be like, well, I didn't see the full context. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. People don't see it coming. And then plus, people listening. What's crazy is the idea that people just be listening to us say this wild ass shit at their cubicle. Around like all white people, like you know what, white supremacy. <laughs> Fuck these motherfuckers. I want to know how many people listen to our podcast with headphones only. Oh, hey, that Venn diagram is just a circle. <laughs> is, is this a headphones only podcast? This is definitely a headphones only podcast. Because I, I can't imagine the fear of if somebody played this out loud of knowing what the fuck we might say. Because we'll go from like some innocent ass, oh, I like bears. Yeah. Bears are cute to be like, I mean, you wouldn't let her peg you. <laughs> I used to be like, what? <laughs> Bro, it's like, it's a mixed bag. But y'all fucking with us and we fucking with y'all. And that's on period. Wanna send prayers, thoughts and prayers to the people who uh in Roland Fork, Mississippi, there was a huge tornado. Oh, damn. Roland Fork, Mississippi is a small uh, town of less than 200 residents. 
and it's also the home of Muddy Waters mm. and my maternal great-grandmother so was the home of one side of my family and there was a huge tornado of which they have found I believe as of right now 25 residents that have died Damn. and they expect casualties to be a lot more <clears throat> the literal whole town has been wiped out I didn't even know about that. When did, when did this happen? Last night. The storms we had here yeah. were the after effects of what happened in West Mississippi. I was wondering where it was coming from. This is a drone of the damage. We <clears throat> So Roland Fork uh, like a lot of those small towns in Mississippi are mostly where older people are living. Mm-hmm. So the casualties, a lot of people lost a lot of their ancestors in this. And I mean, it is leveled. The mayor of the town was on CNN and he said, my community is gone. So I'm going to send prayers to that part of my family. Were most people able to evacuate? No. Because like most, uh, Roland Fork is 80% black. And in Mississippi, a lot of times those majority black areas are also heavily impoverished. So they didn't have anywhere to go? No. The government be leaving people for dead yep. in these towns, especially these black towns. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about Rolling Fork on this podcast. Um, when I talk about, we, I went to that family reunion when I was like 12 or 13 and it was the hottest place on earth. And I was looking around like, God damn, my ancestors picked cotton in this. Rolling Fork sound like a place where the sun just be beaming down. Oh, yeah. Unapologetically. Disrespectfully beaming down. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess we can start here. So, for black people, a lot of us, because we don't know the countries of origin of our ancestors, most of us have our ancestral homes within the United States because you know slavery <laughs> like we've talked about also in this podcast uh slavery is the reason why me and you are sitting in this room um I did see this on the ticker talk on the clock app as the kids say yeah. all right so let me ask you a question who's smarter Americans definitely not no. <laughs> really they come from. I said black people down there don't even know what country they come from. So what country from? Me, a few. I'm African and Caribbean. Where were you born? Here. So if your kids are born here, where are you from? Africa and Caribbean? 
Huh? From London, but ethnically. Hold on, uh, ethnically don't matter. After four, it really does. Matter. That's what we mean. Oh, Americans, they're born there. But that isn't that ignorant to say it. No, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, you're white, girl. Calm down. No, I'm there. <laughs> right. You're still white. It's all right. Calm down. Hold no, on, but hold on. that's what I'm trying to. So you, th you think that was a choice? Well, if they decided to ask their mom where they're from. My mom was born in America. Well, she should at least know. <laughs> My grandmother was born in America. <laughs> she should at least know. How? Slavery was a crazy thing. Do you think? Do you think that was a choice? Yeah, you of think everybody just not. born with? How can you say documents? that? Like seriously, how can you say that though? Like Families yeah, but we up. know that like few countries we're from. At least in America, they don't know anything. They just say they're from like California or somewhere. But hold on, after five or six generations in building up America, don't you think we own America? That's our home? Well... Would there be an America if there weren't black people there? I don't think that matters. It does matter, because without black people in America, there's no America. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. Okay, but like, commonly, you know, all Americans are just dumber. How? If I show you a flag right now, you won't be able to tell me what that is. Who cares what flag it is? <laughs> Fine, you're dumber, you're, you're dumber, a dumber. How many holes does a straw have? Two. One. Enough said. Enough said. Another satisfying race. <laughs> that girl literally said African and Caribbean. A continent and islands in America. But she know where she from. You do know that most people on the Caribbean are... That's, <laughs> let's get there let's just start there you do know that most people on the caribbean are black people right and they were just dropped off the boat before us they got off the destination before us they are the descendants of slaves also that's the other shit like caribbean niggas be trying to act like they yeah. ain't Ugh. They are not the descendants of slaves. Also, <clears throat> no, y'all niggas got off the exact same. Y'all came from the exact same place we came from. Y'all just built a different culture down in, in the Caribbean. Yep, the same shit we did here, except that we basically built this fucking country, mm -hmm. and, and it's we, we had to assimilate more because. We are on this land with a bunch of white people. Yeah. Y'all are not. Y'all are literally on an island with majority people that look like you and talk like you and eat what you eat. Yeah. So. And then we still made more of an impact <clears throat> with less numbers. And then honestly, she's like saying how people just don't know where they're from. Like. Why do you think that all of these ancestry things are put in place? Right. Because we're trying to find that out. Because we don't have any other way. Like, so many families were split up. Yeah. People, black people were raised by white people not knowing who their fucking parents and siblings were. Like, what the fuck? What a dumb bitch. I've noticed that like black Brits, especially they were in London, have this like superior. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, most of y'all are first generation. Either uh y'all are y'all are European uh descendants of Africans or y'all are European descendants of the Caribbean. That's how 
uh, English pop. That's how European uh, black people, most of them got there. And they be quick to say that um, Americans are just ignorant and don't know geography and stuff, but they don't know our geography or our history at all. At all. And then they just be just talking reckless, be like, but they don't know where they're from. Why do wh- why do you think that is? Is slavery a choice? Well, I mean, no. You clearly don't understand American chattel slavery. Do you do you know what happened in slavery? I'm like, okay, so they <laughs> took people from a boat. Do you know the details? <laughs> do you even just know the main points? They don't even know that shit. They yeah. just look at it as where as what some Nigerians call us Akata. Lost cat. Mm. Hmm. but it's not that it's not that we don't want to know it's most they, of us are trying to connect with it right and most of us are pan-african for the most part where we feel like black people anywhere are part of the african diaspora and we should try to build a community within so but then it's dumb niggas British niggas, Caribbean niggas, African niggas, and black niggas who act like we're different people. And that's not the case for most of us. But it's just, it it really pisses me off when people be saying stupid shit like we don't know where we come from. We come from fucking America. That's our... It took me a long time and it took me a lot of research to understand that I am just an African-American mm. and that is perfectly fine. Our ancestors literally like I was, I started watching uh, the 1619 Hulu documentary docuseries. And the first thing they're like, they say our people were born on the water. And I'm like, fucking right. Our people were born on that ship. Those ships that came. We are the outside of indigenous Americans. We are the truest American. Mm-hmm. Our story. Part of our story begins here on these shores. And us literally building this entire fucking country. Mm hmm. So, like, when people be like, oh, I mean, I'm not American. I don't fuck with that shit. We're American. We just want this country to be fucking better than what it is. And what's sad is, like, you think you're so in the know about your own ancestry, so you don't do any history or research. And that just leaves you even more in the dark, which is why you think you can shit on other people. but. What do you, what do you really know? You're just going off of what you've been told. We know that we can't do that. Yeah. You don't know that you can't do that cuz you think that you're just cuz you're in another region of the world that you're more in the know about who you are and where your bloodline comes from, but you haven't actually looked into it to know for sure. And then plus the other part of that whole video is her kikiing with that fucking white girl. Yeah. It's like, come on. Girl. Please. And I I guarantee you, 
I guarantee you her being light-skinned had a lot to do with her mentality and her friends yeah, co-signing. She's one of the good ones. Girl. Calls coming from inside of the house. Mm. But, like, people... I've noticed, like, I don't know if it's, like, the last, like, week or so. I've noticed black... Or just, not even black Brits. Just European people don't understand anything about America. And they always want to be like, Americans are just stupid. They just shoot people in schools and they just have guns. And it's like, y'all don't understand the dynamics of America. Like on Twitter, they had the thing where this lady had posted. Um, she was like, actually, I don't know if this is a lady or a man. This person posted when I found out a lot of Americans don't have passports, I was shocked. I don't know anybody that doesn't have a passport here. And I, let me see where they're, they're in London. Baby. Uh, England is small as shit. Yeah, you can take a train ride to another country in about an hour. We are in Huntsville, Alabama. Nashville and Birmingham are closest uh, cities to us. They're about an hour and a half away, both ways. Completely different places. America is so big as a, a country. Each of our states are pretty much just small countries. Mm-hmm. We have to cross multiple borders to yeah. get overseas. <laughs> We don't have a 40-ounce uh, beer here. You go across state lines, you got 40-ounce beer, you got state lottery, tons of shit. Each state Hennessy is different. White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lower Alabama is basically Florabama and it's beaches. Um... You got we have we have like, Cal- California, Oregon, Washington. They have legalized marijuana. We have hubs here. Yeah, it's for, different places. Yeah. Like different things you can do in different places because we are America is technically just a collection of different cultures. Yeah, d- different cultures and different uh, country states mm-hmm. that have been like we fucks with each other. As far as internet, like international commerce, the same way that different countries in Europe, because they're smaller. But it was like one one lady had posted a TikTok, and this is what she was like. Hundred percent correct. I've had to explain to my friends in Europe so many times just how big the United States is, and I want to show you the example that I always use. So, if you wanted to drive from Seattle to New York City, it would be two thousand eight hundred and fifty-one miles and take forty-three hours. So, let's say you start in Paris. How far would that same drive get you? Maybe Moscow? Nope. This is only one thousand seven hundred and sixty-three miles. Not even close. So Paris to Moscow only gets you from Seattle to just over the border in Wisconsin. You wouldn't even make it to Chicago with that distance. And drum roll. Seattle to New York is the equivalent of driving from Paris to Northern Iraq. 
And not only are you not in Europe anymore, you're in Asia, but you had to drive through Germany, Austria, Serbia, Bulgaria, Hungary, and Turkey. Not in that order though. Not to mention that is just the continental US. This is the size of Alaska comparatively. And this is Alaska that shit on is Europe. So yeah, the United States is huge. And is. Yeah, sometimes I mean, uh, I don't know what it is. As black Americans, it's just, it's almost like that African American proverb of what goes on in this house goes on in this house. <laughs> we could talk shit about America, yeah, but you goddamn better not be talking shit about America, or we'd be like, hold up, y'all motherfuckers put fucking beans on fucking toast yeah like how oh, dare you fucking criticize blood sausage and shit right <laughs> bitch you wasn't with me shooting in the right. gym right hey dog what the fuck you mean you talking shit about <laughs> us like it's just like nothing makes me more patriotic than when the olympics come You're like yeah nigga red white blue we these colors don't we run nigga <laughs> Y'all niggas ain't gonna say shit to me <laughs> What a World Cup going on. Like, you goddamn right, we the Yanks. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> you like, hold up. I know you ain't talking shit, nigga. Look. <laughs> These motherfuckers be getting on my fucking nerves. It's like. So high and mighty. Like oh the Americans are just like hold up you be feeling like it's seventeen seventy six all over again be like hold up so y'all go put a T tax on us nigga <laughs> bro I hate British people let's get to that <laughs> I fucks with British people because it's like. They are cousins, but they ain't our cousins. Yeah, it's because they don't want to be. They don't want to accept reality. And then they be like, mm, dirty Americans with their guns and their everything. Be like, y'all niggas' teeth look fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> From birth. Right. I wish a motherfucker told me I was ordinary black. I'd be like, I'm descendant of the fucking people. Who survived the middle passage, you motherfuckers? I'm not ordinary back. I'm superiorly black. That's another <laughs> thing about America, too. It's like we have so many different cultures here. New York niggas are a different breed of nigga. And then plus they got more immigrants than us down here. Like come, I mean, Ellis Island. Right. I mean, what and then the other thing is like Black Americans who are the descendants of continental Africans or uh, Caribbean niggas literally came to this country after the Civil Rights Act and were able to benefit from things that our great grandparents were not able to benefit from because they were immigrants to this country. And now they kids talking shit about us. Nigga, y'all better shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit when you think about it like that. It's like that Chappelle thing. You're like, or it is a controversial thing. Mm-hmm. You could shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bruh, like I get it, and I'm I am a pan Africanist, as you can see from set flat, right? <laughs> but, bro, y'all ain't gonna just talk shit about 
my ancestors. Yeah, you, you're talking shit about shit you don't know about. Right, and then they they, and then when we point out their ignorance, they be like, oh. no, nigga, keep that same spirit. Yeah, that bitch literally said African and Caribbean. Like you, dumb hoe. Right, a continent and a group of islands. That's where you come from, but niggas don't know where the fuck they come from. I'm be a nigga for life. <laughs> fuck these motherfuckers, bro. That just really blew me. Oh, uh, have you been keeping up on the? I feel like all our shit now comes from TikTok. That's where I be. Have you seen the passport niggas? Uh-uh. Uh, so the passport bros or the the black men who are, I can't remember that what, uh, save yourself, black men, the men that be like, well, I, we got to get away from black women. It's the male equivalent of divesters. Have you ever seen the divesters? Mm-mm. Divesters are black women who feel like they should leave Blackistan, aka uh, black men, away and start dating outside of their race because those men treat them better, which is not true. Not at all. No way, no how, no nigga. But it's the male equivalent of Blackistan. I mean, uh, not Blackistan. It's the male equivalent of divesters. But, uh, so, one of these niggas went viral. And they, they be, they're sex tourists, but they be, like. Also, man, don't go crazy, you know what I'm saying? These local. So these are sex tourists that go to these countries like Dominican Republic and they uh one second. They're on that whole wave of black women need to I mean black men need to dissociate from black women. They should go to these places where they know how to treat a man. They're subservient. They are um homemakers they are just decent women and black women they can't get a like black men can't get a fair shake from black women in this country aka they're losers (laughs) so this is one guy who is big on the whole uh passport bros tiktok countries they have their own economy set up you know i'm saying in some places for instance in the dr you know, average person pays between 100 and $200 a month for rent. You know what I'm saying? So if you, you know, Papi De Nero, you come down here, you know what I'm saying? You spending, you know, two, $300 on a female in a day, man. You just blowing things way out of proportion. You know what I'm saying? You messing up the economy, the local economy. So now the next guy comes down. These women are going to expect way more than uh, probably ever seen. I ain't going to say deserve, you know what I'm saying? You can get what you can get out of life, you know what I'm saying? But 
you know, if you're an American man and you're not having the success you want as far as dating, you come to a foreign country and you have a lot more opportunity and access, you start to go crazy. That kind of throws things off, man. It makes an imbalance, if you will, in the force and the system. You know what I'm saying? For instance, I posted a video about uh, what's going on in Sasua, Dominican Republic. A lot of guys going down there, treating the place like a strip club, you know, disrespectful, loud, throwing money around. You're upsetting the imbalance of things, you know. I didn't. I wasn't going down there in the 90s. I wasn't young enough, but I've heard stories of guys going down there, you know, having a nice time with a young lady for 50 bucks or something, you know, for a couple of days. <laughs> you try to offer that to a young lady now, man, she's going to laugh in your face. Why? Because the local economy, the structure of things has been thrown off. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you guys going down there, going over there, acting crazy, disrespecting the place, treating the place like it's Magic City or something, man. So you have to be careful. You guys are going to these foreign countries and going down there wild and throwing money around. You are going to upset things and upset things to the point where now the women in these countries are going to start to turn into what you guys dislike about American women. They're going to have attitudes. They're going to want more money from you. They're going to expect a lot, a lot more from you than they usually did before because why? You guys upset the balance and the system. So be careful, man. Don't be going to these foreign countries. You know, your eyes get big. You just go crazy. Because when you do that, you're going to upset things and things will never be the same like they were before. And It's giving loser. <laughs> it's, it's giving, giving bitches. Tell me you're not Nick. getting pussy without telling me you're not Exactly. Because what the fuck kind of logic is that? Niggas, you, niggas do what they want for whatever bitch they want, wherever they go. Period. The other thing is, I mean, he's talking about disrupting the, the economy, the economy, and the natural. Niggas, shut the fuck up, bro. There is an an ancient African American proverb: "It ain't tricking if you got it." <laughs> Uh, if you try to trick, you gotta have money to trick, because tricks are for kids. <laughs> so you can't be mad at the game. The game is the game. To quote the legendary uh series, The Wire, the game is the game. And then plus, you ain't gotta go to fucking Dominican Republic to fucking find a prostitute. That's the other thing. These niggas be acting like they going to try to find wives. No, they're just trying to sow they roll oats or unroll oats. So they go into these impoverished places and they're fucking predators. They can't be successful predators in America because you know, you gotta have money to be a predator and move the way that they're trying to move. It's not... I don't know. Game fucked up, bro. These motherfuckers really be thinking that they first off don't respect women as they don't respect women's agency. It's one thing to be like, all these women want this or this or that or that. But I mean, when you have to look in the mirror and be like, what's Everybody should do a self-check of when they were like, okay, so my things aren't working here. What am I doing wrong? And that's what an actual fully realized man will do. 
what am I doing wrong in this situation to where I am not being valued as a human being by these women? But it's because you are not valuing these these women as human beings. Exactly. You are looking at them as sex objects. As a game. As a fucking strategy. And you also feel like women should just bow down to you because you're a man. And it's not that. A woman is going to respect you if she respects you. If she don't respect you, move the fuck on. If she don't respect you, she going to get you for your money. She going to keep asking for more. Yeah. She going to get you for all for all you got. But a woman that respects you is not going after your money like that. Exactly. And then that's the other thing. Like, I've seen other people be like, the problem with these type of guys is they, um, an important thing for all men is to have respect. I was listening to, um, the tipping point and they, they start catering more to the black males perspective. So it's more masculine and talking about things because they're, I mean, they're not old. I'm not going to say anything about Gatry and Walker. They're my niggas. <laughs> but I like that they've been presenting more um, content as older black men, as men that are becoming elders for younger black men. Because I feel like that is needed. And it, they've talked about, like, if you're not on your purpose and your purpose is not to get women... Women are not going to follow you. Like if you're, if you want to be a leader in your house or your community, your purpose can't be just women. It has to be a bigger purpose. I was at my mom's house earlier, and my one of my older cousins was there, and she dropped this dime because it was her birthday. And she was like, um, men have to dream. Men have to uh, be dreamers and have goals. And in a relationship, a heterosexual relationship, she didn't say this, of course, because she ain't new age at all. <laughs> but she was like, women uh, try to help men find their dream in that way basically saying men are leaders and women help men lead mm -hmm. these motherfuckers ain't trying to have that shit yeah no they just want to lead and have a quiet woman yeah and and do what they want to do and run shit how they want to run shit they're not looking for a partner that's going to help them together achieve goals they're trying to just have it to where I can do whatever. And because I saved you from this helpless situation, you should be loyal to me. These motherfuckers want a pet that they can fuck. And that's where the game's fucked up. I mean, if that's the case, nigga, get you an escort. But that's the thing. They <laughs> they don't be trying to pay for, for fucking escorts. Of course not. So they trying to manipulate women to where they can just um, have their cake and eat it too. But 
He just sound like a broke nigga that don't get pussy. Because if you got money, you don't got no problem spending it on no woman for whatever, whenever. If it's just a fucking one date or if it's a relationship. The other thing is like these niggas be trying to fucking just date baddies. That's it. Bro, look. The thing I've noticed most is that men, a lot of men, don't want to date. Like, first off, they're like fat phobic and all these other things that make it to where they think of the ideal of a woman's beauty as being a slim, petite, thick ass fucking chick that's on IG getting all the niggas in it. No. That shit is actually harming you because if you opened your eyes and you realize that like colorism and other things are stopping you from looking at the beauty of women Mm. and all their aspects, Mm -hmm. the doors are open a little bit more for you to where you can find a partner that meets you in the middle. But y'all be trying to live out these high school fantasies of the girl that dated the drug dealer. And then too, it's just like you going after these IG baddie type bitches, but you know what these IG baddie bitches be on. But then you get with one and you want to complain about what you got to do to to have an IG baddie. And it's just like, you, you thought you were going to be a regular nigga with an IG baddie thinking you could do regular nigga shit. Now you mad that you got to <laughs> But they get mad because they see niggas who they deem as not being good men getting those women. But it might be because of multiple issues. It might be just that they're good looking men or they're uh, financially wealthy. Yeah. Or, you know, some people just have bad pickers. They just like toxic niggas. <laughs> it's not like science in the shit, but like when you're, we all have childhood trauma. And I have seen a post where people were talking about like, the thing about like suburban ass niggas, which, hey, name of this podcast, I feel like we're comfortable in talking about this. <laughs> uh, suburban ass niggas, like, like for me, a lot of the girls we went to school with was dating thug ass niggas. Yeah. So there's a part of it to where you kind of want to live out that high school dream and be like, why can't I have this shit? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nice. I'm polite. Blah, 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 blah. But you aren't working on yourself as a man. You can't hold a resentment because a woman chose somebody you don't deem acceptable is at the end of the day anybody can be nice and polite so what right what does that mean what does that mean (laughs) but they don't see it as that they just see it as all these evil women don't know how to like no bro like just find somebody that respects you find somebody that loves you it just sound like you choosing bitches that don't like you (laughs) and niggas always be trying to tell women oh you're just choosing the wrong niggas Nigga, you choosing the wrong women. And until you can accept that, you're going to be chasing stupid shit. Mm -hmm. So, but they're 
misogyny gets in the way of them seeing women as human, which is also their other blind spot to where they don't understand. Like that dude in that TikTok looks fucking crazy. I am not judging men because I am not attracted to men. He but sounds I'm, lonely. That beard and unshaped hairline tells me everything I need everything to know. Everything you need to know. You can't date black women and not have this hairline shit. In it. I mean, oh, not going to say you can't date. The women that you think you want or you deserve are not attracted to what you got going on. They don't like patchy beards. <laughs> They don't like. We don't like unkept hairlines. Right. Because that tells Clean you, your neck up. Right. <laughs> Wash your fucking hands so where you don't have dirt on your fingernails. Oh, yeah. It's little things. But these niggas didn't get that message. They just got the message of oh, all these bitches want the same thing. It's only the niggas without substance and personality that only that only have money to offer or think that money is the only thing that can put them in the game. And it's not at all. It's really not. Honestly, like as a woman, when we like somebody, you could be broke as fuck, but it's the little things that you do that'll keep us around. Yeah. If you're thoughtful and you're doing, you working what you working with, what you got doing what you can that should keep us around. Like, of course, yeah, it's some women who out here like, I don't know, like, you ain't making this much. You ain't spending this much on me. Fuck this. I can't do this. I need a man to provide. I need a man to take care. Okay, cool. It's definitely women out here like that. But when you have a personality and a woman gravitates towards that, she's going to be willing to let a lot of that other shit slide. Yeah. And it's the little... You ain't found a woman that let all that other shit slide because you ain't dope enough. Exactly. <laughs> you ain't working on yourself enough to make it to where a woman sees you for wealth. I mean, so sees you for your worth because you don't know your worth. Like, bro, there, look, I was raised by a man that did not have a lot of money. But his woman always knew that he was going to do some sweet shit. Even if you go to the gas station and you fill her tank up and you get her the candy she like. That's going to mean more to that woman than anything else. She ain't expecting you to provide her heaven. She just expecting you to provide her stability and be a good father to her children. And I feel like in dating, there have been people that don't understand that I was raised by a man like that. The episode we recorded with Angie and my brother, and we I realized we talked a lot about my dad, but it's also because my brother is a lot like my dad. I'm a lot like my dad. That's why it was most interesting when... Uh, Angie was talking about like my dad because it's like yeah she knows but it's also things that she is attracted to in my brother that she saw from my dad people don't realize all of that and like people be talking about like all this stupid shit 
of how much money is in it. Like people that are materialistic will never find uh happiness. They're chasing the the wrong thing. They're now chasing I'm chasing the artificial. All that shit fades. Yeah. But people we be caught up in this dating shit and we be thinking that like if you don't get enough likes on hinge, then you're not cute or you don't get enough likes on hinge, you're not uh interested enough. Not look, bro. Women it's shallow women, but it's a lot more women that respect you outside of like if you have a lot of money or if you're not six feet tall with abs and we be giving a lot of focus to those people and it's not realistic I am 5'8 and very fat also very fucking cute and that is an undisputable fact (laughs) but I'm also non-negotiable non-negotiable I am a handsome fellow, but I'm also interesting and I'm not creepy. That will go a long way with women. You're going to get a couple of fucking uh, people that's just not and cool. You're smart. I, I, want, I want niggas to really prioritize intelligence, like in, in, in multiple ways, emotional intelligence, but like. Just being a smart nigga, that shit is attractive. Knowing shit, understanding shit, that right. shit is attractive. And not being judgmental in things. Like, if I have learned in uh, dating that if a woman tells you some shit that she doesn't, she wouldn't normally tell you, and you don't react like, oh my God, or you understand that she's just a human. Women respect little things like that. Yeah. Like but it really be the little things. Yeah. But niggas don't even be trying like niggas don't be trying to look at women as humans. They want respect and they want you to they want to know that you respect them and you're not judging them based on stupid shit. And then they will be open with you. These niggas haven't even gotten to that point. And then them be the main niggas be trying to give you advice about women. Like, bro, you... Yeah, it's just... It's simply because they don't know enough about themselves. It's just all insecurity. A barometer of reality at all and then plus fantasy land it's 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 like pro wrestling that's the, that's the best analogy i always have pornography is pro wrestling <laughs> it's not real it's all these stages and fucking lights and all these things it's just like when people were saying that uh they were out- outraged that chloe bailey was in that sex scene with uh Damson Idris. Oh yeah. 
And they were like, oh, she was getting sorted out. We're like, nigga, it was a fucking movie. She was acting. That's. She's theater. They, it's theater. <laughs> it was a, like she said, it was a bouncy ball between them. And the other thing that people have been missing out on that, she was like, he was a gentleman. He tried to make me feel comfortable. And we were laughing between it. And it's like, yeah, that's what niggas that get pussy or get women fucking do. They don't fucking try to act fucking creepy. The fucking like treat like, women like women. Yeah. Imagine treating women like a human. Oh my god. It's the most foreign thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you know, he looked at me like a human being in my eyes and was like, Okay, this is gonna be okay. And niggas like, oh, she was getting dogged out. Man, that shit was they people acting like they found a sex tape or something like I know. And it was like, bro, it, it was a fucking show. This was put on fucking TV. And I am look, I am protective about baby Beyonce. That is look hive gang 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 gang. But they be on Chloe like a motherfucker. It's like, bro. Either y'all think that I've I've seen people be like she doesn't have sex appeal. Clearly, that's not true. We must be looking at two different Chloes. That body is generational talent, and I don't mean that as a disrespectful way. I've been mean the same way I feel about Megan Thee Stallion. That is, we are all witness to that goddamn beauty, face card killing. Body banging. Hair on a thousand. Bro, Megan Thee Stallion with natural hair is the most gorgeous woman (laughs) of all fucking time. Yeah. I like when I see clips of her with her natural hair and no makeup. I know. He's like, like, oh, she's so cute. It's like, God built her in a lab, bro. (laughs) Like, as a nigga, look, I love Negro women. As a black man, I just love that Negro woman. Her and Chloe Bailey were in a tight race. But anyway. <laughs> um what else I got? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting sleepy. Uh the only other things I had was Lil Wayne versus 50, because people were saying who would win in a versus battle. And I feel like if you were born in 1986 through any time after that, you're going to say Lil Wayne. Yeah. But them sure. New York niggas be acting like 50 Cent is the greatest rapper of all time. Like, mm. Hell no. He ain't the best New York rapper because Hove, Nas, DMX. Rev Run. 50 Cent is not even in the top 25. No. No. And that's not even a hot take. That's like dead ass. He um, had a run. He had a run, but it uh, it was giving one hit wonder. Not that he only had one hit, but he put out what? Get, get Rich or Die Trying was a monster album. But what what has happened since? Other than him being a toxic nigga in these streets. He became an entrepreneur and was more successful in that. I'm not hating on 50 Cent. I'm just being honest. Like, 
Curtis went up against graduation with Kanye, and Kanye won clearly. Um, I also had about that girl saying that Halle Berry was white passing. <laughs> what girl? It was so girl on Twitter that like she was talking about uh, it was about the Chloe Bailey thing, and they were like. They were like, what about Monsters Ball with Halle Berry? And they were like, well, first, Halle Berry is white passing. And mm-hmm. niggas is like, no. People in that thread were finding out Halle Berry was mixed race for the first time. That's, Halle Berry that's is dark. Crazy. Halle Berry is darker than Chloe Bailey. I was going to say, like, for the people who didn't know that Halle Berry is mixed we just would at least assume that she's light-skinned but for everybody else that knows that she's mixed still mostly looks at her like she's black because she looks black the funny thing is that you said that knows that she's (laughs) knows let's let's on the root word like what i see someone saying that for mariah carey Yes. Mariah Carey is white passing as fuck. Yes, because when she announced it in the 90s, everybody was like, okay, Mariah Carey is black. And we just accepted it. I feel like this new generation don't understand what white passing is or what passing is. Halle Berry doesn't ever look like she's not a black woman. That knows. That's nigga. That hair, nigga. She might be a light-skinned black woman. I wouldn't even say she's light-skinned. A lot of the movies she was in, especially in the 90s, she was darker-skinned. She's darker than Chloe Bailey. And a lot of those... She is. Also, this is a random aside. Why was Halle Berry so fucking fine in the Flintstones? I've watched that as an adult. When is she not fine? She gonna be a fine as 80, 90 year old. Even in Monsters Ball. She was still fine. Right. Strip that like. <laughs> we still knew that she was fine. In Jungle <laughs> Fever, she was a whole crackhead that was fine as shit. I feel like it's certain people that's just gonna be fine for the rest of our lives. Almost like the Pam Greer effect. Pam Rear is never not going to be fine as fuck. Holly Berry will be 90 years old on some Diane Carroll shit. Fine as shit. Holly, look, bro. That, look, I watched the Flintstones as an adult and I'm like, God damn, that was the finest woman alive. And it's like, why was she in this children's movie fine as fuck? But um, I had that, <laughs> and then I had also. Did you see the Jonathan Major shit that just dropped? Mm-mm. He got arrested for assaulting a woman. No, for strangulation of a fucking woman. Not our dear Jonathan Mayor Majors. <sighs> Oh man, you just can't love these niggas long enough. I know, like this nigga got a little heat. 
And then, like, bro, this nigga was about to be the main villain of Marvel. Damn. <sighs> really? Was it was it a domestic situation? They said his girlfriend, he, he got, like, she... This is TMZ. They said they, um, she saw that he got a text message from another woman and they started arguing. And at some point he slapped her and, uh, choked her and he was arrested for it. It's something about when these niggas beef up in the gym. And that's what people were talking about too. They were like, Okay, that happened. And then they were saying that um, apparently somebody had tweeted a couple months ago. They were like, there's a Hollywood actor that keeps getting uh, buzz and crushes from women. And they are a terrible person and they are abusive and all this stuff. And somebody uh, like took a screenshot of that picture and they reposted it today and the person that originally posted were like ding 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 mm. and I'm like god damn bro we was rooting for you yeah and then like I saw a lot of women that were just like you know I rode hard for that civil rights faced ass motherfucker <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hate to say it, but oh, those sound ridiculous. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>